Please stay tuned for important disclosure information at the conclusion of this episode. It ain't what you don't know that gets you into trouble. It's what you know for sure that just ain't so. Great wisdom by Mark Twain. Stock market can go three ways, up, down, and sideways. Why is your portfolio only making money when the markets go up? This is Robert Kuhn. Let's get started. Okay, welcome back. You're listening to Destination Retirement. I am your host, Robert Kuhn. I'm president and founder of Kuhn Capital Partners. We're independent. We're a fiduciary. We utilize our new generation retirement system. It's a five-step holistic approach to retirement planning that incorporates three hallmarks of our firm, fiduciary, transparency, and technology. We have two guiding principles of our firm. If you've listened to the show, you know this, to make sure your money lasts as long as you do. And we want to deliver financial peace of mind, whatever that means to you. I think this market is a good reminder that markets go down. They go down a lot. They can go down a lot. The markets don't, uh, does not ring a bell and let you know to prepare. So preparation is key to any long-term financial strategy. Unfortunately, we don't see it. Uh, we still see individuals thinking that the markets are going to come raging back, which they may. I mean, my crystal ball doesn't say they're going to be down for uh, 10 years or 20 years. They could be. I mean, I don't know. Uh, but I do know that if we lose less, ultimately we make more. So don't bury your head in the sand. If you don't have a strategy in place that provides some sort of defense, now is the time to talk to us. We want to make sure that you have a portion of your portfolio that can't go down that can act as a bond proxy. If you still own bonds, it probably was a little better week because rates went down. But as you know, rates are going to go up. So I'm encouraging you, if you have a large bond position, please reach out to us, have a conversation. 630-492-1912, uh, 630-492-1912, or go to kuhncp.com, kuhncp.com. Click on the red meet with an advisor button. Uh, and I will, uh, someone from my team will reach out and schedule a time to talk. Okay, so let's jump into uh, kind of cash flow planning and retirement. I think that's obviously a very uh, interesting topic. It's an interesting topic because there's not a one size fits all, but everybody that is in retirement has to have cash flow. It could all be from Social Security or it can be from your investments or a combination of the two. So, I'm often asked, how much money do you need to retire? People want to benchmark themselves versus other people. And I like, that's really irrelevant what other people have. Uh, you have what you have. And we have that, that's what I consider wealth to be. If you've listened to the show in the past, you know that wealth isn't a number. Uh, wealth is whatever you have. And you are very, very wealthy. So I'm often asked, well, how do I compare against other people? And it really just doesn't matter because what you have, we have to maximize. What you have, we have to guard against inflation. We have to guard against market losses. We have to guard against rising healthcare costs. I mean, there's so much that you have to guard against. And oh, by the way, we're going through a period of time in the market that we may see negative returns uh, for many years. Uh, we may see a period where we have massive volatility over the next 10 years where we have these big spikes up, big spikes down, but net net, we don't get ahead. But there's one thing that doesn't stop, and it's the need for cash flow planning in retirement. So it seems like a simple question for most of us, but it really is a tricky question because there's no quick answer. There are many variables in play when considering retirement planning and retirement goals. One size does not fit all. That I know for a fact. And what I also know for a fact is that when you lose and you experience large portfolio losses, it doesn't matter what financial plan you have in place it could derail it. And so preparing for the future and planning for retirement is on uh, many minds of you know, people. And, and, and I like to say, you need to start thinking about it in your 20s, your 30s, your 40s, certainly in your 50s, and then obviously your 60s and your 70s. So kind of our sweet spot, I think, for the show, a lot of times, well, well at least what we have found, is that you know individuals in their 50s, 60s, and 70s those are the ones that are most often calling or texting in. And I encourage you to do that, especially in this market. So when we look at kind of what the world thinks, and, and there's a lot of studies uh, out there. I saw a study a handful of weeks ago that I thought was very, very interesting. And when we hear studies a lot of times, at least I do, when I hear a study, I think, well, that's not me, or that's not my demographic, or 
you know, I certainly, you know, ha don't have that, or I do have more than that, et cetera. So a lot of times I take studies with a grain of salt, but when you look at kind of companies that pull those that are nearing or in retirement, they carry a little bit more weight for me because a lot of times what they're worried about, many people are worried about. In, in my job, and if, you know, at the top of the, the segment, we talked about, you know, make sure your money lasts as long as you do, and then, you know, provide financial peace of mind. And financial peace of mind is very, very important, especially when you're in retirement. And it's very nerve wracking when we could have World War III. And just stop and think for a second. If you're managing the money on your own, or if you're working with a current advisor, what have they done to hedge against the what if? Because there's not a person on this earth that knows what could happen. I mean, if, if we've learned anything, a lot of times what we don't think could happen is actually happening. So I want you to think, what have you done? I'll tell you what we've done for our clients and what you know our managers have done for the portfolios that they manage for our clients. They have raised cash. That's a very simple hedge. Now, it's not based on gut feel. It's based on mathematics, financial statistics. I mean, it's repeatable. It's you know a process that is non-emotional, but that's what we've done. What have you done? Because when you're looking at the world, the environment that we're in, oil is spiking, inflation is spiking, they're raising interest rates. Who knows if we're going to have World War III? You don't know. I don't know. I can believe both people that make a case that would tell people you're crazy for thinking it. And those that, you know, are, you know, that the case could be made for it. We just don't know. So we hedge every area of our life. I want to ask you, what is your portfolio hedge? If you don't have it now, I don't, I mean, again, self-serving, yes, because we want to help you. But if you're not, if you don't have a hedge in place today, you're just, you know, flipping a coin and you may make it, you may not make it. And so we want to make sure that that's not the case. So start the conversation. 630-492-1912, 630-492-1912, and, or visit the website, kuhncp.com, kuhncp.com. Uh, click on the red uh, meet with an advisor button and somebody from my team will get in touch with you. So again, planning for the future, planning for retirement, it's on the minds of everybody, probably more so when you see the market goes down. It's not a God-given right that we see the kind of returns that we've experienced for the last 13 years. You know, as I mentioned last week, a rising tide lifts all boats. So everybody's portfolio has gone out. It's not until the tide goes out that you see who's swimming naked. Think of it, you know, as, you know, did you really have any, you know, portfolio hedges or insurance in place to mitigate the losses? Because 40, fewer than 44% of Americans have reported in the study that I've read that they've actually thought about how much money they will need to budget for in retirement. I hear it and see it all the time. And that's what my team is here for, is to help you work through that, of course. But people just haven't really thought about, you know, the cash flow planning. And, and investing when you're near or in retirement is simply different. And the three fears, the major fears, at least, uh, in this study from Americans included healthcare costs. You know, 71% were worried about healthcare costs. Inflation, 67%. Possible market downturn, 66%. So how much do we really all need to save? Well, you know, it's going to be different for everybody, but there are certain things that we have to at least have a baseline on. Because when you look at healthcare costs, it's certainly something that I don't talk enough on the radio about, but I've seen studies from major institutional shops that you know the names of that said you may need $350,000 to $400,000 in retirement just for healthcare. I mean, don't shoot the messenger. That may scare you because it, it scares me. But that's reality. And when you look at inflation, I mean, we don't even need to talk about inflation because we all are feeling it right now. Just, you know, look at everything in life. And if you think that's going to, you know, go down, well, you may be, you know, the only one, but I think it's here to stay, maybe not to these levels. But I want to touch on just inflation just for a second. Go back six months ago when inflation was transitory. Go back 12 months ago when inflation was going to be transitory. I mean, a lot of the conventional wisdom, you know, so many of the contrarians out there, which are, you know, are people who go against, you know, conventional wisdom, they're right because a lot of times the conventional wisdom is wrong. Transitory inflation, that was a new term to me. Maybe I'm not that smart. I don't know. Maybe it was a new term to you, but it's not transitory. It's here. And even if it was transitory where it lasts one, two, three, four, five years, and then abates, 
well, that's still going to have a very big impact on your retirement cash flow and your needs in retirement. It just is. And so we have to really guard against the conventional wisdom. You know, the whole 4% rule in retirement where you, you have your assets take, you know, multiply it by 4%. That's what you could, you know, take and um, live off of comfortably and inflation adjusted. Make sure you never run out of money. That's just simply not the case anymore. I mean, that study was, you know, stopped before 2008. And you look at where we're at today and with inflation or with fixed income rates doing what they're doing. I mean, you may now be down to two, two and a half percent, maybe three percent of your nest egg that you could comfortably take out. So that's not good enough for a lot of people. So a lot of individuals are starting to look at, you know, strategies that are offered by banks or strategies that are offered by insurance companies that can create more cash flow than you can create on your own. Those strategies are good. Those strategies are bad. They're confusing. They're, you know, simplistic. I mean, they're all over the board. It's like saying cars. I mean, you know, cars are nice. Well, what kind of car? And cash flow strategies or, or guaranteed type strategies in retirement are very similar. Some are good, some are bad. But, you know, one thing that they do provide is they provide a level of cash flow that you simply can't get on your own. And a lot of times it's in the neighborhood of five to nine percent. And a lot of times it's guaranteed for life. And, you know, those strategies are hard to replicate. They just can't be replicated by, you know, people because the way that they construct them, you and I can't you know, create zero coupon bonds, which I'm not going to get into the calculus of, you know, how that they're, they're created, but just know that again, we want, we may want to leverage a bank or an insurance company for cash flow needs, because then we can take more money and allocate it, hopefully more to growth type strategy. So a lot to get to uh, in the next segment, we're going to talk about alternative strategies. I'm going to get into kind of what they are, what they're not, uh, strategies that uh, that are used in the private bank space that the individual investor doesn't take advantage of a lot of times. So stay tuned for that. A couple ways to uh, get in touch with us. Go to the website, kuhncp.com, kuhncp.com. Uh, click on the red meet with an advisor button or give us a call 630-492-1912, 630-492-1912. And someone will set a time for us to have our initial consultation. More after the break. Would you like your portfolio to be more certain in uncertain times? These days, there are more questions than ever. Before we can get to the answers, we have a question for you. What do you want to accomplish? Understanding the bigger picture is the first step to helping you pursue your goals today, tomorrow, and for generations to come. To schedule a complimentary call with Robert, please call 800-674-3217. Again, that's 800-674-3217. With Kuhn Capital Partners, partnership isn't just a promise. It's in our name. Okay, welcome back. You're listening to Destination Retirement. I am Robert Kuhn. I'm the host and founder of Kuhn Capital Partners, host of this radio show that you're listening to. Our new generation retirement system, it's a holistic approach to retirement planning, consists of five-step system, includes three hallmarks of our firm, fiduciary, transparency, and technology. Start a conversation with us. Simply go to kuhncp.com, kuhncp.com. Click on the red meet with an advisor button and someone from my team will reach out and schedule our complimentary call or give us a call at 630-492-1912, 630-492-1912. You can also text that number. We just ask that you text your name and email as well. Hopefully you've gotten a lot of information out of the first segment. You know, obviously, you know, losses are here. If you're just joining us, I encourage you to go to the website, kuhncp.com. We do podcast this radio show. So I see the downloads, they're going up and to the right. I like that. That means our message is getting out and we want to make sure that we continue to get that message out. There's uh, clearly, these are uncharted times, unprecedented times, but that doesn't mean that you know, we have a holiday on hopefully not allowing you to lose money or having a strategy in place that can weather kind of the what ifs in the market. Talked a lot about that. Again, Microsoft, I want to ingrain the statistic in your mind that if you bought Microsoft in 2000, it took you 16 years to get back to even. Don't let that happen to your portfolio today. Three types of investors that I see today 
Uh, those that are sitting on cash and haven't invested, what are you waiting for? Let's put a process in place, a plan in place. You're buying great companies at significant discounts. Those that are in passive strategies are own 50 to 100 different stocks. You know, you're going to own the good and the bad. 72% of NASDAQ stocks are in bear market territory, down 20% or more. So it's going to take you maybe longer to get back to even if you just own everything because there's a lot of bad in there. So let's have a little bit more of a concentrated strategy, you know, 30 to 40 individual stock names, maybe 25 to 35, somewhere in that area that display the greatest statistical uh, opportunity of recouping the fastest. If you just own passive strategies, now is the time to have a conversation. And those that have large fixed income portfolios, we want to make sure that we're putting some strategies in place that could replicate that, but remove the interest rate risk. So one of the good things about a down market, because there are good things about down markets, and when the markets do go down, what I find is a lot of people uh, start to consider things that they have thought about, and a Roth conversion is one of those. So if you don't know, uh, when you put money into an IRA, it goes in pre-tax, and the government wants their money when you take that money out. So you're going to pay ordinary income taxes when you uh, take the money out. Hopefully you do know that a Roth IRA exists and that is after tax dollars. And then you're not going to pay taxes as the law states today um, on any of those gains. So a couple stipulations that you have to uh, adhere to. And we can certainly talk about those one off. But a lot of individuals are looking at, okay, where are tax rates today? Do we think taxes are going to go down or do we think tax rates are going to go up? If you look at the debt, you look at, you know, there's just a myriad of other, you know, reasons that we think tax rates are going to go up. I think it's probably a safe bet. If you think tax rates are going to go up, then we may want to convert that IRA money today to a Roth. So then you let all of those future gains, assuming we have future gains, uh, that will grow, um, then you won't have to pay taxes on. In theory, it makes just a tremendous amount of sense, right? But one of the uh, issues that, that we have found is that you're going to have to pay taxes on the conversion at, in that year. So that's going to be counted as you know, income for you that you're going to have to pay taxes on. So if you're down in income in a year, well, maybe now's a great time to do it. If you make a lot of money, a lot of times people will not want to convert because that's just additional tax dollars that is going to go to the government. A lot of individuals' portfolios are down. So now may be the time to look at converting that money from an IRA to a Roth. We're here to help you. We're here to run calculations. We're here to look at future growth assumptions, future tax rate assumptions, and, and then really determine if now makes sense or not. That is not you know, really what's going to differentiate us. I think most advisors could do that or should be able to do that at least. Here's what is going to differentiate us. Being a fiduciary, being independent, we have access to strategies that can drastically reduce your taxable income. Doesn't mean they're risk-free. Doesn't mean that it's appropriate for you. So I want to stipulate those two uh, things right off the top. But there are investments that can, at least this year, because a lot of them uh, in the bonus depreciation space will sunset at the end of the year, but can greatly reduce your taxable income. So if you can take after-tax dollars or you know cash money that you have and invest, we could reduce your taxable income in a lot of instances, 80% of whatever you invest. So $100,000 invested, you get an investment that is going to, you know, cash flow distributions to you, but you get $80,000 uh, to reduce your taxable income. So think about that. If you want to convert an IRA to a Roth, it's going to incur taxes, it's going to incur additional income that you're going to have to pay taxes on. Well, what if there was a strategy that could mitigate or remove potentially, depending upon circumstances, that additional tax due? So you basically took an asset that you're going to pay taxes on in the future. Now you converted it to a strategy that you don't have to worry about paying taxes on and paying taxes on those future gains, assuming that there are gains, obviously. And we could mitigate all or some of that tax due by doing the conversion. It's not complicated but it's a, something that we should have a conversation about, especially with what is going on in the market today. So if you want to have that conversation, if you want to talk about those strategies that can greatly reduce your taxable income, if you sold a building, you sold a business, you're a high wage earner, these are the strategies that you're probably not getting brought to you 
from your advisor. We are bringing those strategies to you. It's something we take very, very serious. We think it's a great differentiator of our firm. So if you want to have that conversation, give us a call at 630-492-1912, 630-492-1912, or visit the website kuhncp.com, kuhncp.com. Click on the red meet with an advisor button, and someone from my team will reach out and schedule a complimentary call for you. Okay, we have a couple minutes left in this segment. I'm often asked here recently, you know, what are my thoughts on a recession? What do you think the probability of a recession is? Do you think we're going into a recession? Is it a foregone conclusion that we're going into a recession? The answer is nobody knows. I think the probability is certainly higher than it was six weeks ago. And it certainly may happen. A lot of times when we see oil spike like it has, it could forecast that we're ultimately going into a recession. But these are different times. And so a lot of the traditional playbooks that we have used to kind of try to forecast as useless as that is a lot of times, the you know future, uh, as far as at least when it comes to a recession, you can throw those you know out the window today because these are just now different times. But here's what I do know. The Western world's resilience, uh, reliance rather, on Russian energy has come home to roost in a very ugly way. Oil is now $120, $125, $130 a barrel. I mean, obviously, it keeps moving, which is causing uh, gas prices to approach record highs of more than a lot of instances, 4 to $5 a gallon throughout the United States. It is certainly worse in Europe, and it seems that there's nothing really we can do about it. If the U.S. and NATO press forward with the sanctions that they keep saying and talking about and reference that they were going to implement this week on Russian oil, the problem may likely compound. When you look at kind of Saudi Arabia, Iran, and the rest of OPEC, they're unlikely to step up and fill that void. People like high oil prices, especially when there's an excuse for it, and they're not being pinpointed as the reason ultimately that it's going up. So the fact of the matter is that the United States suffers with oil at $130 a barrel, $140 a barrel, $150 a barrel. A lot of times people just simply can't afford to pay 5 or $6 a gallon for gasoline without reducing spending elsewhere. If you're not one of those people, that's great, but we have to look at the averages, and that just simply is what the numbers tell us. So if that is the price demand and history repeats itself, there is a high likelihood that we may enter a recession. So here's what we're facing today. We stand as the, certainly the leader of the free world, stuck between the prospects of solving the most dangerous conflict of the past 40 years by economically decapitating a country that we have come to rely upon, unfortunately, and in doing so, cause great pain to ourselves and others across the globe, or alternatively stand on the sidelines and watch the inevitable grind of human lives and a democracy in a country you know, be lost. And there's really no good options. So we may posture and attempt to strike a balance, but I'm afraid that is all that ultimately we can do. So at some point, a choice must be made. It appears, you know, with saying that we're going to cut off oil imports, hopefully there's not a lot of loopholes. Candidly, I haven't Honestly, I haven't read, you know, if there is or if there isn't yet, but I certainly plan on doing that. But it's a challenge. And my prayers are for wisdom and grace to be, you know, on those uh, individuals that are in the position of power who must make these decisions right now because I simply don't envy them. So we got on this topic with, you know, recession. You may say, well, Rob, you really didn't say anything. Well, okay, fine. I didn't because when we look at, what has happened historically, we're just not in normal times. And it leads me back to the question of, okay, well, how can I affect listeners? How can I give listeners an actionable idea to make sure that their money is protected? And again, it just comes back to what is your hedge? What is your bear market insurance? What do you have in place that can protect against the catastrophic unknowns? If you've listened to the show for a really long time, period of time and other shows that I've done in the past, I haven't used this statistic, I don't think at, at this time slot, but what were the odds of a 1987 crash? It was one in a trillion. Now, I mean, how you calculate that is certainly above my pay grade, but that is what is uh, been quoted. 
So, and it happened. A lot of what we don't expect to happen is starting to happen. And I think that's only going to continue to um, happen going forward. So we have to make sure that you have a strategy in place. So we're up against a break. If you want to get in touch with us, go to KUHNCP.com, KUHNCP.com. Click on the red meet with an advisor button or give us a call 630-492-1912, 630-492-1912. And we'll certainly set up a consultation with you on what is going on in your world, because at the end of the day, your world is all that matters. So more after the break. Are you considering buying an annuity or did you buy an annuity because you were promised stock market like returns with no downside? If you own the wrong annuity, there is a great chance you've experienced little to no growth over the past few years. In many instances, the insurance agent received more in commission than many have in actual investment growth. If you'd like to learn more about our annuity repair strategy, please call Robert, 800-674-3217. Again, that's 800-674-3217. With Kuhn Capital Partners, partnership isn't just a promise, it's in our name. Welcome back. You're listening to Destination Retirement. I'm Robert Kuhn. I'm the president and founder of Kuhn Capital Partners. We're independent. We're a registered investment advisor and fiduciary. We utilize our new generation retirement system. It's a holistic approach to retirement planning. Five steps includes three hallmarks of our firm, fiduciary, transparency, and technology. Hopefully, you know by now that we have two guiding principles as a firm. Make sure your money lasts as long as you do, and we want to deliver financial peace of mind to you and your family, whatever that is for you. If you'd like to get in touch with us and start the conversation, KUHNCP.com, KUHNCP.com. Click on the red Meet with an Advisor button. Also visit our blog and our Generational Vault page. It's called G Vault. A lot of great information there for you as well. Or give us a call, 630-492-1912, 630-492-1912. So we're going over alternatives, alternatives to what you're currently doing, alternatives to thoughts that you currently may have. Uh, our growth portfolio uh, manager has been uh, almost 50% cash since January 19th. And it's, again, it's the investment policy statement. The markets do this. This is what we do. It doesn't mean our clients aren't feeling pain. Uh, because they are, everybody's feeling pain, but having, you know, 50% cash, it's certainly limited the downside, but at some point it's going to turn into opportunity. So rather than trying to use all of those future gains just to get back to where you were, which is going to happen if you're fully invested, well, in theory, managers with cash can put them to work at lower prices, and then they're just going to, you know, rapidly make up for those losses and then actually compound money, which is what we're here to do is compound your money. And the greatest uh, destroyer of compound uh, gains is portfolio losses. So next we're going to talk about bonds. So, you know, most people don't understand what bonds are. What they think they are is they're boring, they're safe, they don't pay a whole lot, uh, but everybody needs them. Well, that's been a very accurate statement since the mid 80s. It may not be so accurate today and going forward. And we're not saying that you don't need something inside of your portfolio to act as a portfolio stabilizer. But if we see interest rates rise at the rate that they're telling us they are going to increase them, you could lose 10, 15, 20% on your bond portfolios. And I think advisors, I think individuals, I think they're asleep at the wheel. And we have to make sure that that does not happen because if the markets go down as well, well, what inside of your portfolio is doing well? So we want to prevent that. So a couple alternatives to bonds. Uh, one is a uh, an auto-callable bank note. And uh, again, I want to preface this by saying that this is not individual investment advice. This is for informational purposes only. There are pros, there are cons. It may be good for you. It may not be good for you. It's something that if you have an interest in, you need to call. 630-492-1912. And we need to set up a conversation to go about the pros, the cons, the risks, the rewards, and see if it makes sense for you. So that being said, uh, last week, uh, we have a lot of clients who have cash, sell a building, sell a business, uh, for whatever reason, they have cash, or they have had large bond portfolios, and they're worried about interest rates. So last week, we did a Morgan Stanley auto callable note. That note does bring in a sliver of, of equity risk, but it's very simple. This strategy is used overseas all the time by the private banks here domestically, you know, all the time. 
it's just not used in the kind of hundred thousand to five million dollar space. Though that type of investor, I don't know why. I think it's it's not a complicated topic. But again, I think when you look at the financial advice business, the goal is to get everybody to be a client as quick as they can. And when you introduce an element of or or strategy that's new, it takes time for clients to digest it, to understand it. Uh, and we're okay with that because we want to bring you the best strategy that's going to give you the most amount of uh, return with the least amount of risk. So we did an auto callable banknote, really simple, tracks three indices. This one happened to track the uh, S&P, the NASDAQ, and the Russell. So it was one year. So on the day of the trade, uh, they lock in the value of whatever those indices are. They look at that uh, index, one, those three indexes, one year from the day of purchase. And as long as in this instance, as long as the three indexes was not down 50%, the client got 5.2. So think about that. So yes, are we bringing in a sliver of equity risk? Well, of course, you have 50% downside before you lose a penny. Um, and for that, you had a one-year strategy that was going to pay you 5.2%. So a lot of people are very, very comfortable with 50% downside to get 5.2%, especially for their fixed income money. You can remove interest rate risk, you can move, remove all of that, and um, you know, uh, get what I consider to be a really, really good fixed uh, income uh, rate of return. We also did one, there's one actually live right now, same, same bank, Morgan Stanley, auto callable bank note. It only had 30% downside protection. So three indices, this one was the S&P, uh, the Russell 2000 and the Dow. So again, it'll lock in at trade those values as long as those va the, those three indices, the least performing is not down. This one was 30%. A year from now, the client receives 8%. So in essence, you had 30% downside protection for 8%. So you can ladder those like bonds. They're, you know, we only use ones that are issued by the biggest banks, uh, you know, Morgan Stanley, Bank America, um, JP Morgan Chase, Goldman Sachs, Barclays, I mean, you know, the list is, they're, they're tier one, you know, banks, but they always track an equity index. You always have downside protection of some level, and then you get paid a coupon for uh, the year. Now that's one year notes. If you want to go out two year, three year, four year, uh, they look even more attractive. So that is a very good alternative to bonds. So if you have a lot of bonds in your portfolio, Let's look at strategies like that, that we can ladder, that we can continuously roll over, especially as rates start to rise, rather than just owning a bond ETF, a bond mutual fund, or individual bonds and watching that money go down potentially 5, 10, 15, 20%. So that's a great alternative. It's a conversation that we're having an awful lot of. If you want to have that conversation to learn more, if it could be right for you, discuss the pros, the cons, the risks, the rewards, et cetera. Give us a call, 630-492-1912, 630-492-1912. Okay, let's get into another alternative to bonds. So another alternative to bonds are fixed index annuities. And, you know, a lot of times when you say annuities, people either love them or they hate them. Well, again, newsflash, annuities of yesterday are not annuities of today. The They have changed dramatically. It doesn't mean that there are some great ones and there are some bad ones. And when we look at a strategy, it's what is the purpose of the money? So if we're trying to use an index annuity to get equity-like returns, it could happen, but the probability is that it's not. And if you're being sold that it could, again, you're unfortunately, you know, somebody's not being uh, honest with you of, of what the purpose of the index annuity are. So when you look at the annuity space, the you have variable annuities. It's something that we generally, uh, well, we don't use. They're expensive. Um, we don't see a real benefit to the income that people tell you you're getting 6% guaranteed, 7% guaranteed. I mean, you're, you're really not. I mean, for income purposes, maybe, but it's not really on your money. Um, immediate annuities right now, you know, something probably where interest rates are at that maybe are not as appealing, but the fixed index annuity has become appealing for many reasons as a bond alternative, to, as a bond proxy. So there is no fee that is in most of them. And, and again, saying index annuity is like saying cars. There's great ones, there's bad ones, there's ones that pay advisors big commissions, there's ones that pay advisors less commission. Um, we've identified two that we utilize um, out of probably 100 
that we think for many reasons are going to give our clients a great rate of return with um, absolutely no downside risk. And so how we're positioning index annuities in our portfolio, again, we talked about structured notes. The way you build a structured note is very similar to the way you build an index annuity with certainly some differences. One's offered by a bank, one's offered from an insurance company. But when you have interest rate risk today, when you could lose money in your bond portfolio and it could be substantial, what about looking at a strategy in an index annuity space that could be five years, could be seven years, could be 10 years, could be 14 years. I mean, it's, it's kind of like a bond duration, right? There are all over the board, but a strategy that had absolute 100% principal protection, so you can't lose a penny. Uh, any gain that is given to you in a year is locked, at least in the one that we use, is locked in that year, and it tracks indexes that you absolutely know and we can mathematically look at. They're not some hypothetical index that was, you know, like all of these index annuities are using that, um, you know, we don't know how it's going to, um, to really respond. So again, is the strategy perfect? No, but I mean, I've seen the index annuity that we utilize that returns six to 8% over the worst 10-year period, the best 10-year period, and the last 10-year uh, period. And if we look at that, as a bond proxy, yes, it pays us a commission. I mean, you don't pay it, it comes from the insurance company. I don't like to say that because I think we all pay it somehow, right? But you put in $100,000, $100,000 goes to work for you, and yes, there's a time commitment. But you look at what you're getting, I mean, if, if we can get anywhere in that four to 8%, well, that is another fantastic bond alternative. So it's all about positioning. We have clients who have substantial means that can't get enough of those strategies because when they have fixed income and they realize what they could lose as interest rates start to rise, this strategy has some rules you have to play within, of course, like anything, but your principal's protected. Any gain gotten in a, in a year is, is locked in, never to be given back. And historically, at least the one that we're utilizing, uh, has has delivered between 6 and 8% a year. Many people will use that as a hedge. Many people will use that as a bond alternative. And even some people will use it as an equity component. We prefer not to, but again, it's not our money, but we had just have to look at kind of, you know, what are we trying to solve for? So bonds, I think there are two viable alternatives in the bond space. Both have pros, both have cons that we have to look at. It may only be 25% of your portfolio. It may be 50% of your portfolio. We don't know. But rather than just sit there and watch your bonds potentially go down, maybe significantly, especially as interest rates start to rise, uh, that's not the answer. So we have to have those conversations. Uh, next segment, we're going to talk about buy and hold. What's an alternative to buy and hold? So we're going to take a break. And when we come back again, we'll talk about buy and hold and we will uh, provide some actionable ideas for you. So couple ways to get in touch with us. Give us a call 630-492-1912, 630-492-1912, or visit the website kuhncp.com, kuhncp.com. Click on the red meet with an advisor button. And while you're there, please check out our new blog and also our new generational vault tab. It's called G Vault and give the video a watch. Hoping is good. Knowing is better. You are unique and your investments and plans should reflect that. Investors today want defined outcomes, not investments that simply track the stock market up and down. Did you know most of all mutual funds and managed accounts by Prospectus must stay fully invested no matter how good or bad the stock market is? There is a better way. We want our clients to use portfolio gains to compound their investments, not make up for portfolio losses. Schedule a complimentary call with Robert with Kuhn Capital Partners, partnership isn't just a promise, it's in our name. Welcome back, I'm Robert Kuhn. This is Destination Retirement. I'm the host and founder and president of Kuhn Capital Partners. We're independent, we're a fiduciary. We want to make sure that your money lasts as long as you do and fi uh, provide financial peace of mind, whatever that is for you. Help us challenge conventional wisdom, conventional advice, you can help us challenge that by passing this show on. I want to do all we can to make sure that uh, this show is the most downloaded and listened to podcast because I think it's the most actionable show that I've done in years. So going over conventional wisdom, especially given the market, 
If you'd like to get in touch with us, 630-492-1912, 630-492-1912, or go to the website, kuhncp.com, kuhncp.com. Click on the Bread Meet with an Advisor button. Also, while you're there, check out our new blog page and check out our new Generational Vault page. It's a great video. You can do your risk tolerance there. Really, really uh, valuable information. That's G Vault. It's right next to the blog page on the website. So hopefully you've gotten a lot out of the show. I know this show is a little different, uh, but this is kind of what I thought would be the greatest way to make the most amount of impact or for me to have the most of impact given what's going on in the world because uh, it's crazy. And it's um, the risk is absolutely positively off the charts. I still see people thinking that the market's going to snap back. It may do that, but you can't have a portfolio that's going to succeed by only having the market go up. So we talked a lot about financial planning, investment policy statement. If you have them, what they should be there for. If you don't, why? We talked about two bond alternatives, both viable bond alternatives, pros and cons to both. Uh, but hopefully that stimulates you to think and have a conversation and have that conversation with us. Want to get into buy and hold right now. Uh, it's a hot button. It's probably the most challenged theory on Wall Street. And when it comes to investing, you have to look at who does buy and hold investing benefit? Well, it benefits whoever you're buying, holding, investing with. If it's the advisor, he's getting paid. If it's the fund manager or the ETF manager, they're getting paid. So they want you to buy and hold. And buy and hold has become buy and forget. You know, you can't time the market. You can't play defense. All of that is nonsense. It's because you absolutely positively can. Doesn't mean you can call every top and every bottom. I mean, that, that's crazy. But if you buy and hold, basically what you're saying, especially if you're doing it on your own or you start with an investment advisor, if you're buying and holding to that allocation and rebalancing back to that allocation at a set period of time, whether it's monthly, quarterly, annually, what have you, you're basically telling yourself that the risk reward in the market is the exact same on the, as it was on that date that you determined the asset allocation. Kind of sounds funny, right? But that is the reality of it. So buy and hold works. And when we look at you know periods of time, it doesn't work. If you've listened to the show or if we've talked, we think, you know, in simplistic terms that, you know, our investment process or anybody's investment process is really a three-legged stool. You have the buy leg, you have the hold leg, and you have the sell leg. The problem is everybody does the buy leg well. Everybody does the hold leg well. Very few people do the sell leg well. But that is the most important leg. What is going to make you sell an investment? If you want to trip up an advisor, ask them what makes you sell something. I mean, that is the single best question, I think, uh, that, you know, that you can ask somebody. Everybody knows when to buy. I mean, that's easy. You give an advisor, you know, you come to him with a million dollars in cash, there's probably a chance he's going to dump a million dollars in the market the next day. I think that's absolutely positively wrong to do. But ask somebody what makes you sell. And if that answer can't be articulated with precise reasoning, precise, mathematical, statistical-based explanation, then you're just at the mercy of whether the market goes up or the market goes down. Before, you needed a lot of money to have access to these types of strategies, the institutional strategies that use mathematics, statistics, algorithms that have destroyed the market over, you know, you look at, you know, one of the growth managers that we utilize uh, from 2000, um, you know, their gross return is, is in the neighborhood of 1,400% versus the market at around 750, 800%. So the fact that you can't beat the market is craziness. Institutions, think about the banks. Do you think they just buy and hold with their own money? Absolutely, positively not. So buy and hold works at some times. It doesn't work at other times. And if you've listened to the show, I said it earlier as data points change, you have to change. It's hard for you to do. It's hard for a retail advisor to do because they're doing it with gut feel. That's why we're asset allocators. That's why we bring in institutional managers that rely simply on mathematics, statistics, algorithms. It's not emotional. It's repeatable. It's provable. It has performance that you can see in every single market. And you don't have access to them, generally speaking, because they don't work with individuals. They work with advisors who then bring their clients to them. So 
story. We, we, we had a new client come on board and, you know, had what I consider to be significant means. And he was in an index fund portfolio and it simply went as the market went. And that's just not good enough. If you have really anything over a hundred thousand dollars, now this client had a lot more than that. So, you know, don't buy into the buy and hold philosophy that you have to buy and forget. Anytime I start talking about defense, which means, you know, using cash as a way not to lose money or to minimize losses and then ultimately use it as an offensive tool to put new money to work at lower prices, you know, people start to think, oh, well, you're trying to time the market or they're trying to time the market. Not absolutely positively, not at all. Get out of that mode of thinking. And the best thing is you have $100,000, you can get access to these strategies strategy that we're using today on the growth side uh, for our, uh, the majority of our clients is sitting 50% cash. Doesn't mean those clients haven't lost money because they have, but the losses are minimized. They went to cash in January, January 18th, 19th, somewhere in that area, 50%. And that money will be redeployed at much lower prices, which then will become offensive. So where a client that is just has hundred percent invested, they're going to have to use all of those future gains to just get back to where they were here. We're going to actually be able to compound that money much quicker than a buy and hold type strategy. So buy and hold, it's not buy and forget. There are periods of buy and hold works. There are periods of time that it doesn't. You have to have a manager that has the flexibility to not care if I need to be 100% cash to save your principal from massive mean down markets or if I need to be 100% invested because the risk reward is there. So let's have that conversation about buy and hold. I'll have it all day long. And the great thing is it's a hundred thousand dollars and you can get access to these strategies that in many instances, you know, was easily seven figures just a handful of years ago. So give us a call 630-492-1912, 630-492-1912. And when we're looking at performance, this is one I didn't have written down, but when we're looking at performance, and you're looking at an advisor that shows performance, you have to make sure that it's not back-tested data, that it's real data. Here's the real performance. It, they report into GIPS, it's real performance. It's not some hypothetical model that shows you 20 years worth of performance, but oh, we've only been using it for a year in real world scenarios. So that's a big, big hot button. And so if you've been shown any kind of crazy numbers that make you scratch your head, uh, reach out to me. I'll help you identify if it's real or if it's back tested, and we'll go over um, you know kind of the pros and cons there. Because have you ever seen back tested numbers that look bad? I mean, who is going to simulate returns and then show them to a client that looks bad? You know, we just don't put a whole lot of stock or any stock candidly in in back tested numbers. So six three zero four nine two nineteen twelve six three zero four nine two nineteen twelve. Okay, let's get to asset allocation. Here's what most people do. You take a risk assessment, uh, risk tolerance questionnaire, whether in person or on the computer, and you come up with being a moderate growth investor. But full disclosure, I have no idea what a moderate growth investor is. I mean, I think that is so 1980s, um, you know, trying to fill all Morningstar style boxes where, you know, you don't know what asset class is going to perform well, so you want to own all of them. Yeah, I don't think so. You know, maybe in the 80s, the early 90s that worked, but today... With the evolution of computers and computing power, um, that probably isn't going to give you the best risk reward. It's kind of like index funds. When you own index funds, you own the good and you own the bad. I mean, in a ripping bull market, there are periods of time to own those, but it's a stock picker's market today. We think that the passive investing strategy hasn't truly been tested like it's going to be tested today. So we think stock picking is, is the way to go. And when you look at asset allocation, we want to use go anywhere managers. Do you really care if your returns come from large growth or small growth or international versus large value? You don't, you shouldn't care because gains are gains. So again, when you're working with a financial advisor and they are going to manage your money, what you want is you want to have a manager, a strategy in place that can go anywhere at any time, no matter what the asset class is, to number one, protect your money, and number two, to grow it as fast as it can be grown based upon your tolerance of risk. So trying to own small, mid, large growth, value, international, emerging markets, et cetera, it can be done that way, but 
again, I mean, that's just yesterday, in my opinion. You want a manager that has the flexibility to go anywhere. And it's the advisor's job is to manage each manager that you have so they're not all speaking the same language. And the return drivers are going to be different for each. That is the greatest determining factor of your success. If you have to look at CNBC or whatever your favorite news channel is to see if the market was up, if you made money, or if the market was down, if you lost money, you really have one return driver in up market. That's not good enough. We want to have three, four different return drivers where they can make money no matter what happens in the market. Or better, you know, let me say that a little bit more clear. They don't need the market to go up to make money. So asset allocation, buy and hold, those are the two most overused phrases in the industry. What we look at as far as asset allocation or buy and hold is substantially different than I promise you what you do and what 99% of advisors do out there. So if you want maximum flexibility, if you want to have the maximum flexibility to prevent losses, you have to look at asset allocation and buy and hold differently. Because when you lose money, when you lose 10%, 15%, 20%, 25%, which happens, this is investing. You want to minimize those losses, so you want to use cash. But let's think about the subsequent rebound. If you lose that type of money, you're going to waste all of those precious gains just to get back to even. Where if you had a strategy in place that had cash, yeah, it's painful right now. There's no doubt. Clients listening, I get it. 50% cash is certainly not as painful as the market. But at some point, that money is going to be put to work in theory at lower levels. And when the markets do rebound, at some point they will. We don't know if it's today, tomorrow, next year, three years, five years from now. Well, they're going to be able to recoup those losses much faster than being fully invested. So you have to make sure now more than ever that you have a strategy, again, that can make money in up markets, can make money in down markets, and can make money in sideways markets. You want to make sure those return drivers are not are different and not just the markets have to go up free to make money. So give us a call, 630-492-1912, 630-492-1912. Check out our blog. Check out our Generational Vault page at KUHNCP.com. I look forward to talking with those that text in or call in or visit the website this week. More next week. This recording is for informational purposes only and should not be considered investment advice. Kuhn Capital Partners does not provide legal, accounting, or tax advice. Any statement regarding such matters is explanatory and may not be relied upon as definitive advice. Opinions expressed are current as of the date of this recording, and such opinions are subject to change. The views and opinions of guests on this program are not necessarily those of Kuhn Capital Partners. Any reference to guarantees, principal or income, protection, buffers, or defined outcome investments are generally structured notes or fixed insurance products backed by the claims paying ability of the offering company and are not insured by any government agency. Kuhn Capital Partners is not affiliated with any guests unless otherwise stated and does not guarantee the accuracy or the completeness of any data presented. Kuhn Capital Partners and its affiliates are not responsible for any trading decisions, damages, or other losses resulting from or related to the information, data analysis, or opinions in this recording. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. All investments are subject to investment risk, including but not limited to the potential loss of principal. Advisory services are offered through Kuhn Capital Partners, LLC, a registered investment advisor.